0: Well, welcome to the show.
1: This This is is Our View from from the the bench. Bench. Well, welcome to the show.
0: I'm Brendan, carpool driver for the chess team. And I'm Corey, scorekeeper for the local Little League baseball team. And happy Monday. How was your weekend, man? Happy Monday, my friend. It was
1: uh, a weekend. Uh, (laughs) Short, as always. But football's here, so just did that. Honestly, Rocky gets the uh, Sundays off this month, so it's been nice nice just watching watching some uh, football with her. What about you? actually worked I all weekend. Worked.
0: Yeah, I felt like – I don't know if anybody noticed on Friday. I was not feeling 100%. I feel much better today. I'm more energetic. Friday, I felt like lethargic and sick. So Saturday, I worked, and then I came home and took NyQuil and slept for like 10 or 12 hours. And then Sunday, I had to get up and go work the number change event, which was awesome because uh, Alex Kalorn came, uh, Radko Gudis, and Mason McTavish. Uh, Radko You tell me a
1: story about one of them, right? One of them's like really yep. cool
0: or something. Yeah, Radko Gudis is like apparently super cool. My boss was out there with him at the table and said he was like excited that fans had his jersey with his number on it already. And we're like, Aww, oh yeah, make sure you cool. turn around, let's take a picture, and make sure you post it, and like just super, super fun. And then I actually found out today when we had our uh, orientation that. She said they're gonna like partner with him and maybe get some merch made specifically for him with Violent Gentlemen and stuff for the for the store this year. So it's actually Ooh, gonna be really cool the in the VG. long run. Yeah,
1: that is cool. Okay, that's even cooler than not just regular duck stuff. That's a Violent Gentlemen.
0: Yeah, we here. got some. Well, good... that was very gentleman of he. To that, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we got some good Violent Gentlemen stuff for this year. I'm excited. So,
1: love that, Bryn. It's so cool. Great designs, dude.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Well. Keeping it with the theme, though, not a hockey. Keeping it with the initial theme of what my weekend was full. of was football. (laughs) Um, uh, Monday Night Football just finished not too long ago. A couple games tonight, actually. We had the uh, Steelers in uh, Carolina taking on the Steelers. Saints in Carolina (laughs) taking on the Panthers. And the Steelers were playing, but they were hosting the Browns. Um, Saints won. Steelers won. You get to catch any of it? I know you work today.
0: Uh, yeah. So we had a bunch of TVs in the store, so I kind of saw the last uh, maybe quarter, quarter and a half of the Saints game. And I don't know when I turned when I got to it, it was pretty just like I think it was seventeen to nine at the time, or six or something. I don't know. It was something weird, and I just assumed once that uh, the Saints got that big lead at the end, it was over. And then Carolina scored late, but there was nothing really to talk about. I mean, Carolina had two hundred thirty nine total yards. It was not much to talk about for this game but it is what nah. it is.
1: They had this cool catch that you found though. Yeah, <laughs> this 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 picture if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, you got to check us out on YouTube. Just search our view from the bench. Um, but on, if you if you do see it on YouTube, it's a great catch. Great catch. Literally fingertip catch. Honestly, it looks like he's going to drop it, but Well, not
0: only that, that guy's arm is draped all over him knocking it down. <laughs> yeah. And the best thing is if you actually watch the play, he kind of juggles the ball in the and that after that and then second takes a chance and grabs it and gets it right before he hits the ground so not a lot to talk about nice. with this game as far as like big stats or big numbers but this one play definitely stood out tonight for a, lo- a lovi
1: yeah i uh, didn't get to see any of the game at all <laughs> uh but judging by the box score like like you said it seemed pretty boring um i see the saints one two and start that's a great uh, way to win the division, like we both picked. Heck yeah! So that's pretty good. Uh, but I did see the Brown Steelers, I saw more of the Brown Steelers game because it was the second one. I believe I started watching it in the second quarter. Um, and unfortunately, Nick Chubb was already out. Looks like he has a major, <sighs> major knee injury and should be gone for the year. Um, but the rest of the game turned out to be unfortunately not that great for the Browns either, as they lost. Uh, one highlight though, uh, TJ Watt for the Steelers um broke actually this is crazy because they have like the steel curtain yeah that's right i feel like they would have got so much like i feel like they're such known for their defense but tj watt actually just set the steelers uh franchise sack record today with uh, his 81st and a half sack
0: dude that's a good point i didn't even think about it when we brought this up that he set the record but you're right the steel curtain and like they had porter back in the day and that that defensive way they did things when they won the super bowl that's a yep. really good point, dude. That yeah, T.J. Watt leading him of all the players in that franchise's history on the defensive side of the ball is actually kind of crazy.
1: And it's not like he's been there for twenty years or no. something, and it's just an extended career stat. He's he's been just that dominant for five.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. They, they, the last five or six years, he's well, he won defensive player of the year. I think two years ago. So, and he's mm-hmm. obviously with eighty one and a half in his career, he knows what he's doing out there.
1: Yeah, they just seem to pass those awards around the family.
0: <laughs> That's true. How many did J.J. get? Like well, At least two, right?
1: At least one, uh, but I think two. I'd have to look it up.
0: I'm pretty sure he had a second uh, But one.
1: it's crazy to see the whole Nick Chubb thing, too, because you know one of the biggest storylines from this offseason, especially with Saquon and with Josh Jacobs, was running backs holding out to make sure they yep. get money because it's an oft-injured position because you carry the ball so often, and you're just literally most of the time running into the teeth of the defense where – lots of limbs get jumbled up in that pile and unfortunately you know Nick Chubb found that today
0: yeah the reports are it's not good and he's probably out for the year there was somebody I think on SportsCenter saying that it's might be similar to the injury he got when he was at Georgia in college and if that's the case his knee is basically exploded and he's going to be out for a year and at the fact that we talked about he's going to turn 28 here before the end of the calendar year I don't yeah. know if he's gonna be able to bounce back because it's if it's that bad of an injury when you're 19, 20, it's one thing. But when you're 28, it just doesn't come back the same way, especially as a running back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I hope it does. I hope he can come to some sort of something. Maybe be as good or as useful as like Zeke was. Not this year because they're not doing very great. But maybe towards the end of his career in Dallas, like, you know, he's still serviceable. But you yeah. just have to maybe keep him on the side. I don't know. I feel really bad for him, and I hope he does well. He seems like a nice, like a really nice guy. So I hope he can bounce back fairly quickly. So. But, yeah, I mean, the games were fairly boring. Met, I guess, that tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, cool to see history uh, with the sack. Any sack to Sean Watson. I, like, we were talking before this, I feel like Deshaun Watson is on that... He's better than he was last year, but he's not as good as he was in Houston. I'm wondering where he finishes, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that... The more he plays the, the a as as whole season this year instead of coming in what ten or eleven games in last year is he went from preseason to season like he's had a normal flow as far as like getting through the process of it all and I think that as they play more games he's gonna get more and more comfortable and and get like really f- feel it with those guys on the receiving core because even yeah. though he was in training camp preseason the year before and then he had that ten week off of the suspension or eleven weeks this year 11, it's just yeah. one continuous flow and the more they play the better they get and that. AFC north is going to be hard regardless who's going to win it ultimately i think baltimore but i expect cleveland and cincinnati to get their stuff figured out and be right in the thick of it
1: well it's two and oh one and one one and one and oh and two so <laughs> uh it is close and my pick isn't uh, is at the bottom so it's not a good <laughs> for me, but uh, it is what it is
0: yeah so speaking of monday now we obviously had a games over the weekend as well we're going to go ahead and recap them all here real quick but we're gonna try it in a different way so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have brendan do each uh, not a headline necessarily but a little blurb about each game we're gonna try to do it under in about two two and a half minutes and then once we go through them all we'll go back and talk about the games that we actually want to go into detail of or maybe had more significance yeah. than others so brendan let's go ahead and give it a shot for the first time
1: young ho in atlanta drills a late field goal as the falcons come back on the pack to start 2 Bajan Robinson grabs 124 yards on 19 carries. Jordan Love tosses three touchdowns. Raiders head to New York to get pummeled, uh, but Devontae Adams touches pay dirt. Bills make up for the poor opener uh, by dropping 38 on Vegas.
0: Yeah, the Bills definitely bounce back from that Monday night sour loss.
1: Jets get back to business as usual. Zach Wilson, of course, throws three picks, while the Cowboys and my Defensive Player of the Year candidate are looking like legit contenders. Brees Hall questions his touches. He only had four.
0: Wait, you're telling me the Jets have a quarterback problem? No way. Get out of here.
1: Staying in New York, the Giants mount a giant comeback, being down 21-0 at one point, as the Cardinals are still on pace for that top pick. They lose 31-28. Saquon, however, uh, looks to have an ankle sprain and could miss about three to four weeks. Joe Burrow throws for only 34 yards at halftime. <laughs> Bengals uh, attempt to come back, but Ravens take game one of this fierce rivalry on the road. Move to
0: 2-0. My Super Bowl pick is looking really good.
1: Lions struggle to take home opener after selling out blue ski masks on Amazon. Pete Carroll in Seattle settle down and avoid the dreaded 0-2 start. Anthony Richardson rushes for two touchdowns, but is sidelined after a concussion scare. He actually becomes the first Colt player to rush for two first quarter touchdowns since Edrin James, week eleven of the nineteen ninety-nine season. Wow. Colts do take it over Houston 31-20. Uh tune into Friday's episode with an update. We should have one for Anthony Richardson.
0: Preview of the AFC title game, I'm thinking.
1: Chargers uh hit a late field goal to force overtime, but the Titans hold on and keep uh keep pace in the AFC South.
0: Chargers do what they always do. As a Titans fan, I am thankful.
1: Shaq Barrett grabs pick six and dedicates it to his late daughter. Mayfield and the undefeated Bucks move the Bears to an 0-2 start. Russell Wilson and company complete the Hail Mary, but their prayers go unanswered on the two-point conversion. Many actually saw a pass interference I can neither confirm nor deny such calls. Eh. Washington escapes 35-33 and moves to 2-0. And the first time since 2011, where they finished that season 5-11. Niners uh, with a closer game than expected. But Shanahan again moves to 10-4 against McVay all-time. Rams screw better, though, at the last second with a pointless field goal.
0: Yeah, that spread killer really uh, was not my favorite this week. I don't
1: think mine either. Wrapped it up on Sunday Night Football. Dolphins stay poised in New England.
0: Tua moves to
1: five and zero all time against Bill Belichick. Pacers struggle continues ever since Tom left. Go, baby!
0: Man, ah, what nice. Do you think? That Is was perfect. That was a great wrap. Right. I think we got a little bit of everything for everybody. So if you're looking for your team, at least you got a little blurb. It might not have been good depending on how they played, but we can put them it's in not there. My phone's doing
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> I just make the headlines as I see it, my friend.
0: Yeah, which I mean, not doing well or not playing well. Talking about Joe Burrow only throwing 34 at halftime, dude. The Bengals look lost.
1: Dude, he was already back to the bench
0: for me. Check out <laughs> That's our episode right.
1: Last week, you can figure out what that means. Uh, he was Are you going to move him down further to the bench? Into the bench? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's already benched? He's already <laughs> playing, but benched. I don't know how that would be just legitimately benched. Obviously, we're not benching Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, he's got to be able to come back. But having 34 yards at halftime, not only does that kill the Bengals' uh, obviously momentum for my friend, Jonathan Bengals fan, but it also kills my wife's fantasy team. <laughs> she has as her quarterback. She was not happy to upset Kirk cousins this week. Oh
0: yeah. And you know what? Last week I had to play her in fantasy, So it benefited me this week. It did not. So I feel bad for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, but the, you know, I mean, I guess the, the Ravens are doing what the Ravens do. They know how to win games. Uh, I think the thing is, is there's always the two questions. How does Lamar do if he makes it to the postseason?
0: Yep, absolutely. And based on my picks this year, he's going to do it all, man. He's going to win MVP. He's going to give him the playoffs. They're going to the Super Bowl. I'm calling it now. We shall see, my
1: friend. We (laughs) shall see. Another game I wanted to kind of talk about was one that we bet on. It's the one that ruined one of our uh, bets. Check out I Got Five on it coming up in a little bit. We have that segment where we review what happened. But the Lions... But I wanted to expand a little bit about my comment about the blue ski masks when the corner, of course, right now, when I wanted to talk about it, the name is escaping me <laughs> for the lions. I believe he played CJ Gardner Johnson. I think he played for the Eagles before. Okay. He is just really trying to get this lions team going. And he had a blue ski mask because a lot of, uh, I guess lions fans wear that they literally sold out on Amazon oh. because so many people ordered them because he told everybody to wear one to the game.
0: Wow. Dude, that's great. Actually, I heard them talk about this a little bit on Mason Ireland today, and I was listening to their show. And I think they even talked about somebody might have like bought a bunch of them from a local store, and then went and sold them at the corner of the stadium for like twice the price they paid, and made like sense. a boatload of money off it. Which, hey, man, that makes sense. Take advantage of the opportunity if they if the fans are all going to wear blue masks, somebody's got to sell it to them. And if the team doesn't have an opportunity to do it, let somebody else make some money.
1: I bet you the team's going to figure out an opportunity to do it now. They're going to put their branding on it and sell it for $45. Of course. uh,
0: (laughs) That's how that works. (laughs) But
1: I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Obviously, they lost to to the Seahawks. The Seahawks, they looked good at the first half against the Rams, and then they gave it up. So I understand why Pete Carroll had his troops in order and were ready for the challenge in Detroit. Just seems like maybe I was right a little bit when they were just too high on after they were on cloud 10 instead of cloud nine after beating the Chiefs, thinking they had basically won the Super Bowl already.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it, when I remember Goff being interviewed after the game, his, I think he said something about it was just, we means we won a game, we got another one next week. But then you see them in the locker room and the cameras get inside and they show like the game ball and everybody hyping up. Like They definitely felt themselves after that game. But even then, having the 10 days off and still coming out and losing your home opener, that's... That's not good. That's not good at all. You have to, you can't start the season off with a big win like that and victory on the road and then come home and have the extra three days to prepare for it and still not show up. Like, come on.
1: That's what I'm saying. Did he just give them those three days off or something like that?
0: Even if they did, Instead they should be at home watching iPads there? with something. Like, come on. You don't have to be, like, physically doing something but in the tub while you're watching iPads or some stuff, right?
1: No, nah, they were taking notes from Johnny Manziel, apparently. <laughs> no video.
0: No video. Zero minutes <clears throat>
1: Another one that we did want to talk about, though. Not going too great for Denver. Ugh. They should have won and beat the Raiders. And then were up big again. Not yeah. Well, they weren't up big against the Raiders. But they were up big against the Commanders. Gave up that league. But actually, like I said in my little spiel, they did have a completed Hail Mary. He He tossed it from the 40. The yeah. opposite 40. Mm-hmm. His own 40. Almost exactly on that yard line. I think it made it to the five. So he basically chucked at 55 yards. This giant loop bounced off two, three players, caught it, end zone. Enough to, if a two point conversion was converted, (laughs) they would have tied. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of contact. Do you see the play?
0: I, you know, I didn't see like a close up instant replay of like the contact that was made, but I did see the initial like play of like them getting there and him knocking the ball away from what i could see so and until i see like a really close different angle i couldn't see anything from that it's not like i think it was what was the game was it the Steelers game earlier that ended or another game that had a really bad uh pass interference call that wasn't called at the end of the game i think it actually might have been the cleveland game at the end there was one that was i think joey porter jr was like double yes. grabbing him and they did not and the ref was standing right there on the sideline looking at it i don't know what he didn't see but that's gonna be we talked about all over in cleveland the next couple days for sure
1: i know what happened that ref probably listens to our podcast (laughs) he heard that you have him for defensive player of the year
0: for the rookie yep that's my pick that's my pick hey that's some good uh, odds
1: defensive rookie of the year yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i thought so too i just think it's crazy that they're not doing well i don't understand it um they seem like, like I said, against the Raiders, they should have all the pieces to succeed. They definitely are better coached, according to history. Is Sean Payton lost it? Is that what it is? Well, or I mean, he was out it for World? a year.
0: He wasn't like they played very well the last couple of years in New Orleans when he was there. It could have mostly been the Breeze and just the offense at the time. It's one of those like system and guy just works perfectly together things. Maybe that's and part Drew of the breeze problem.
1: He's top top five, maybe of all time. So I I can see that. Yeah. I mean, in my it's, opinion. it's
0: a possible of a discussion, right? Like, you have to think Brady and Belichick. Once Brady left, Belichick hasn't been as good. Peyton and Breeze, when they were together, that's when they were at their best. Now that Breeze is gone and Peyton's somewhere else, it's not quite the same. Maybe just sometimes magic in a bottle for certain wow. coaching staffs wow. or I never even thought about it like
1: that. Yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. That's a good point. I like that one. Commanders, though, 2-0, oh, man. I know. Okay, of not all teams, a sign of great things to come. No, that's, but that's last time they did it, they were five and eleven. So yeah, but still, they're two really and zero in the, the NFC. And
0: they're two and zero in the NFC East. The Cowboys are two and zero. The Eagles are two and zero. So there's gonna be a battle the here. But eventually, we? they're gonna beat up on each other, and you know they'll falter down to probably third place. But I don't know man it's going to be uh it'd be fun actually if you're a Commanders fan you got to actually be looking forward to the season. It might be they might win 9 maybe even 10 games and not make a wild card but they're going to be competitive I feel like.
1: And you have not only that competitive, you know, place that you're at right now but you have a new vibrant ownership group coming yep. in that's ready to completely do whatever it takes to most likely like rebuild and revamp and mm-hmm upbring this this once great franchise after it has basically been in the shitter
0: yeah maybe then maybe like you said the new ownership there just has like lifted the curse or the fog that was over that she building and, yeah all of that stuff since uh schneider left like maybe it's just like you said it's a new vibe new ownership maybe there's more like hey this year just do your thing man because we're all learning about this organization and what we want to do moving forward so let's all just do our thing this year see how things go and we'll you know adapt and build on from there
1: i agree couldn't agree more we'll see though we'll see hopefully we'll see if they do do if they do do if they <laughs> do do well it would be nice to see them i mean i guess is this quarterback legit we'll have to see there's too much to yeah. start planning already against two
0: off. games so. of 17 we're way too early <laughs> yeah,
1: last time they did this they finished five and eleven let's just put that back in here all right, exactly. you're right, you're right. okay uh talking though about teams Let's talk about our
0: team. Oh, I'm actually excited to talk about it. This yeah, week. I know. Last it's, week you we were excited. Yeah, this week, we swapped. <laughs> yeah, I did not have the best week this week, man. Uh, not Fantasy
1: good. recap. I actually had to take these screenshots towards the end of the Steelers-Browns game, so we both have some players in, but the it was already decided uh, who was going to win and who was going to lose, so yeah. I just took the screenshots anyways. I did pretty well this week. Art, I apologize, my friend. I know you are probably <laughs> one of our biggest fans. I am sorry. For beating you this week, but uh, had to be done. One do <clears> by almost twenty. I guess depending on what Njoku finished with. I know that they had the ball and were driving towards the end of the game to try to take the lead, but uh, not quite sure what he finished with. But. Happy with the team uh, and really need, I don't know. I'm not happy that David Montgomery got hurt, but I'm kind of glad in the sense of fantasy that Jameer Gibbs will have the opportunity to get the ball more. I'm hoping it takes advantage of it because I picked him really high up thinking that he was going to do something and he's basically taken a backseat to David Montgomery this whole time.
0: Yeah. That's funny. You say that I, they, I have another friend at work that was talking about the same thing. They drafted him really high expecting a lot because everybody was talking him up during preseason and then he's not really playing. So it'll It'll work out for both of you, but I did uh, not have as fun as week as you did. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, not only this week, yeah. Not only did I lose the game, I then lost Nick Chubb tonight to that just Man. horrific leg injury. I, mean, I didn't even look at the replay. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. I just know it's bad. But I lost him. I already lost who was my running back. I lost. I don't even know his name now because it was already been uh, from Baltimore, the running back who tore his ACL last week. I've lost two running backs. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, Dobbins, just real quick, man. So it's okay. I've been on the waiver wire pretty well and uh, yes, got yes. a couple pickups now. I did get uh, Raheem Mosert, so that'll take care of the running back problem. But then I did pick up uh, Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell for the Rams because I figure it can have some nice v- – And I mean, Puka has been
1: killing it. He's the second most fantasy points this season.
0: Yeah, well, now yeah, hopefully that's going to continue and help me. And then once Cooper Cup gets back in week five, that's just going to help him even more because then who does the defense? He'll be open. Focus on like if they can just Cup, both obviously. do their thing. Woo.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're gonna start feasting. I hope you just so. Just got to pray for Matt Stafford's health. That's all you need because once that's changed, that's when. Yeah, then
0: it. I got to reconfigure my whole fantasy roster <laughs> if that ends up taking place.
1: you know what I just saw actually. This guy had a great week because he had Austin Eckler who didn't even play. And he won. The I know.
0: That's what I'm saying. If I would have yeah, played. Keenan
1: Allen went off. He had two touchdowns and over yeah. 100 yards. I know because I was rooting for my wife who has Mike Williams. Ah. And he wasn't getting the ball. The <laughs> so, honestly, when I pick Keenan Allen, Mike Williams gets the ball all the time. So I told her to pick Mike Williams. And now Keenan Allen's getting the ball oh, all the time. Man. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm, so I'm giving advice.
0: Yeah, it's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Something I don't have any or need advice on. Let's move out of fantasy football. So we don't hurt you anymore with that. Yeah,
0: I'm over it. Moving on. (laughs) Let's
1: talk about some baseball. We got a couple updates. We won't dive in. We're still in that weird part of September where some things are starting to be finalized. Mm -hmm. Some things are still getting tight. But for the most part, things have pretty much stayed status quo. But we have a couple updates here. You want to kick us off?
0: Yeah. So uh, first off, the Braves, we know, clinched NL East. Dodgers-Clincy-NL yep. West for the 10th of 11th yep. time, which if you think about it, it's crazy. The one time they didn't, I think they had 110 wins or whatever that year that the Giants snuck them out by a game. That's insane. They should have 11 straight, but regardless. um. But beyond that, the one I really am excited about for here the finish is the Baltimore-Tampa Bay like race for the AL East because they're right there. They just had a three-game series over the weekend, and Baltimore, I think, swept, so they now have the tiebreaker Ooh. in the head-to-head matchups by one game or two games. Um, and then they also That's won tonight in flash. Houston, actually. I was watching it before we got on here. Uh, so they are now two and a half up with, what, about a week and a half to go. And, I mean, the Razor, they both clinched a playoff spot. So they're going to be in. It's just a matter of who's going to win the division and be the top seed or one of the two top seeds, and who's going to be the top wild card and have to go on the road, I think, just, well, no, I guess they'll host in the wild card round. But still, it's not going to be easy going through the wild card round and playing that extra round and putting those extra three games on your guys.
1: Good thing though about the for the Rays at least is I could see on the schedule and you could see on our screen that they're playing the Angels coming up. While Ugh. meanwhile the, the the Orioles are in the middle of playing Houston, who's still fighting for that top spot in the AL West. So as much as the Angels are out of it, I know they're trying, but that's the nice, possibly easy series for the Rays if they can kind of take care of business to Really keep pace with Baltimore in this race if yeah. they want to make sure that they're you know not losing out on again, dude. Almost a hundred wins and having to be a wild card. Right? Ugh, it sucks.
0: That's got to be the worst feeling in that locker room. Just like we're doing so good all year, and then everyone caught up. But also to be fair, like. The team, the Rays, has not fallen apart since all this issues with Wander Franco. Like he got pulled off, and that could have been like a, a downfall for that team in that locker room. But they've stayed and hung in it. They've like they, they lost first place to Baltimore ultimately from the because they had it for so long. But they're still in the thick of it, and they have a chance. And I'm surprised that they haven't let it falter them. So kudos to them and that coaching staff to keep them focused and, and moving forward and not letting any of that kind of off field distractions get in the way and, and cause any issues for their run.
1: Yeah, that's true. It kind of, I mean, it was a big story, obviously, because of what it was, but it seemed to not be swept under the rug in the sense of, like, don't pay attention, mm-hmm. but to your point, the Rays seemed to be able to kind of distance themselves from it, focus on baseball, yeah. and not worry about having any off-field, especially since the person was separated. If now a person was on the team, of course, it would be the biggest controversy ever, but because they obviously are not on the team, yeah. maybe that would help to maybe a little bit easier for that, so. So that's pretty cool. It's going to it's gonna come down to it. Do they have any more series, do you know, against each
0: other? No, they have finished their series. That's why this last Dang, se- weekend okay. series in Baltimore was so big because the crowd, I mean, they were cheering like crazy every time they won because they knew they were that much closer to getting the head-to-head battle. And if they're so close and it comes down to it, at least they have the tiebreaker.
1: They have that, right. Yeah, so. Well, that's something.
0: Yeah, which, you know, you're looking at tiebreakers. This NL wild card race, man, is so – I know the Dimebacks are in it, so we're both, like – in it as well but man it is fun to watch these like five or six teams really battle it out i mean you got philly they're they're comfortably the top one they're probably not unless they completely fall apart they should keep that four game lead or three game lead over over the diamondbacks but you have arizona chicago cincinnati miami and frisco all separated with by less than by two games or less and there's only two spots for those five teams so oh man it's gonna be awesome i love this last couple weeks
1: Yeah, the next team was the Padres. I cut them out because they were six games back, and I was like, that's too much. Just go away. Plus, you guys are just like, "Ah, it's just so disappointing to see how (laughs) much money they spend and how much. Honestly, they do have a lot of talent. I just don't get how they couldn't put it together this year. Yeah, well, actually, I was.
0: I heard, or I think, yeah, I don't know if I heard or read it, but somewhere down in San Diego, Kevin Acey, I think, is the guy. He's like the local. Padre's like beat guy he's been there like forever and supposedly the the reports from him that he's getting is that um, a big problem is Manny Machado in the locker room uh, his he's not like a leader and I mean he when he was in LA he talked about I'm not Johnny Hustle and they didn't want him here so you know I don't know man it could, it could get rough down there
1: why don't the Dodgers Sign Manny Machado. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because they're a really, really, unfortunately, smart organization that understands it's about more than just what you can possibly do on the field. Yep. Uh, They've made sure to go get Mookie Betts because he has both. He has lots of skill on the field, and he has character. So it's it's an easy decision, and I understand exactly why they let Machado walk. No amount of talent can can fix your sour attitude especially when things start going bad and when they go bad he gets sour quickly
0: yeah and if you not you're, fun to watch yeah not at all and if he's one of those guys that doesn't run it out if it's a ground ball to first like not that you have to give i get it, if it's a ground ball to second to base yeah time. but at least you know try to get there and if something happens like maybe you get on base after all you don't know but the fact that he's really good defensively at third base still like he and he can he still good. he's still good offensively he, I mean, he does hit the ball he does get you some home runs and some rbis but man at the end of the day if you're the guy who's supposed to be leading the team and that's coming out that you're the biggest issue or problem then one okay. what do the padres do because nobody's going to want to take him and two <clears throat> like if you can't get him to go uh, to be taken by anybody like what are you going to do you're stuck with him for what i think another like five or six years at least
1: Yeah, they signed it for a huge contract because that's what you have to do to these stars, especially in baseball, it seems is basically decade plus long contracts. That's, that's what you have to lock them down for. So, yeah. I don't know. To your point, if if especially if like what you're saying, it's getting out that he's the problem. That's definitely not going to, especially for that money. Oh my gosh, no! I don't right? care how good at baseball you are. You're not that good. Man.
0: Oh, you not know that, what I think would good be to get past that. I have an idea. I think the best trade yeah. idea. This is, has nothing to do. I just thought about this literally right the second. The Padres okay. and Angels should trade Trout and Manny. Manny deserves to go to Angels and literally just be forgotten about and not talked about at all. Because in San Diego, he's at least getting some pub because they have a lot of names on that team and that roster and expectations. But if he goes to Anaheim next year and Trout goes down to San Diego and one can DH or play right field, there's a lot less pressure on Trout and he'll be, one, a big name on a team of big names, but he won't have to be the personality. Tatis and all those other younger guys will be the face of the franchise and then he can just... Loki do his thing and play his game he doesn't have to move very far he still gets to stay in southern california if he likes it out here i don't know i think that's an
1: eight i mean that sucks for the angels but yeah
0: but who cares they're gonna suck anyway so.
1: <laughs> yeah but it just sucks to have him on your team because to your point i've I never really liked manny machado when he was quiet and i didn't hear about him in baltimore i liked manny machado but as soon as he got to la and i started hearing more you know about what him, i was like hmm
0: a big part of thinking why you didn't probably hear about him or hear much of him when he was in Baltimore, like outside the locker room stuff, he was on a team with Adam Jones, and Adam Jones is a real captain. When he played for the Diamondbacks, he changed a little bit of that because we were kind of, you know, in the eh moment of where we were. Yeah. We didn't, we weren't winning, but we weren't necessarily losing bad enough to be top picks and getting all these young, really good prospects. But he was able to keep that locker room like loose and having a good time. And that I think he was only there the one season but he made a big dramatic impact on that team in that locker room. And I don't know. I feel like Manny's the opposite of that. He just, he
1: I can just see that. So he, you're saying he basically kept Manny in check.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like because Manny Center was field, still right? younger. Yeah. Yeah. Process. Manny was still younger and not, you know, getting paid big, big money yet. And they were pretty good and competitive back then. And I think that was when they had Chris Davis at first base who hit like 50 yes, home runs, but batted 200. Um, <laughs> so <like> <laughs> I mean, that's just, yeah, exactly. So I feel like Adam Jones and the real leadership team was able to kind of keep Manny more in his zone. But now that he's the veteran and the leader of the locker room, in a sense, like, he doesn't know what he's doing or he doesn't have the right way to do he's it to keep them together. And it's it's ultimately hurt them at this entire season. So, yeah. not,
1: a, kind of, uh, not a fan.
0: No, not, a fan. not at all. But before we move on to the next thing, because we do definitely want to get the next part before we miss it, uh, I just think Arizona and the Cubs, and oh, yeah. the Reds. So like, I know, we win. We <laughs> um, Philly, and, I mean, like I said, Arizona Cubs and Reds. Are those three, ah, oh, man, the Marlins are kind of sneaky good, though. I think if, okay, the biggest thing is for the Dynamax. they have two games starting tomorrow in San Francisco for the last time yes. we see them. If they can get those two games and get San Francisco really... No, we host, we host San Oh, Francisco. we host, even better. Yes. Uh, if they can get those two games and get San Francisco really down and far back, and then all we have to worry about... Is the Cubs catching us or Cincinnati? I feel like Miami's with their starting pitcher Alcantara now possibly out for a little bit. They might lose a little more games than they probably were hoping at the end of the season here. So I think it's it's us and the Cubs
1: making it in there. We finished with three in New York, Yankees, three in Chicago, Sox, and then three at home against Houston. But... Houston, depending on how far, yeah. may not be. Yeah, okay. maybe resting a little bit and not care. So we do have a chance. The Yankees
0: definitely have a chance. There's teams that are yeah. the Yankees and White Sox are not we very good. We just slapped
1: the Cubs too. So to be honest with you, if you tie them. We just we we took like
0: that's true. We have the tiebreaker with six out
1: of seven. We took six out of seven over the past two weeks from them. So that's easy money.
0: That's a good one. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Okay. Okay. Then I feel good about us getting in there. And then hey, if We're the Cubs and keep, Reds battle it up. out. Let them have it. <laughs>
1: if we can win, what do we have, nine games or 11? Besides the besides the Giants, we need to take those two to yeah. your point to put them put them out. Uh, at least put them down and put us up, especially. Uh, but after those last nine, if we can go six and three, five and four.
0: I think we'll be I okay. I think that
1: we could be okay. We That's don't even it. have to go like nine and oh. No,
0: know? not at all. Not at all. It'd
1: be cool, but we don't have to. Don't
0: yeah, it's not necessary. Well, the last thing we want to check on baseball before we move on is uh, – It was a cool event over the weekend. They had a game where the uh, Astros were in Kansas City, and they decided to uh, have the teams do a salute to the Negro League teams from back in the day. So you can see on our screen here on YouTube if you're watching. If you're on Spotify, please, uh, or Apple Podcasts as well, Uh, please search our view from the bench on YouTube so you can check it out. Uh, But the Houston Eagles versus the Kansas City Monarchs, and, I mean, it's just cool. I always love when the MLB or other sports do this, where they throw back some uh, jerseys to, like, commemorate a certain moment in time or a certain era i just think it's always an awesome awesome thing
1: agreed these jerseys look sick (laughs) i really like the kansas city i was gonna
0: say the same thing that kc on the chest being that big is so awesome
1: so cool i saw a bunch of pictures these are the ones i picked because i thought it was cool i thought they were good shots of the jersey and and the player and then obviously the two managers up top you know in the middle shaking hands But there was a bunch of other players or pictures of people in the stands. A lot of people bought the caps and stuff. Everybody was rocking the old school stuff. So it was really cool. And it was pretty cool to see the Negro League. Actually, dude, remember when we went to – where did we go? St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis
0: first and then Kansas City but the, Oh, oh,
1: yeah, the Kansas City, that's yeah. Right,
0: that's but the right. Negro League Museum is actually in Kansas City, and we were gonna try to go, but the one day we yeah. had the opportunity to try to get there and make it work in our schedule was the one day they were closed, so we didn't get a chance. I think it was Monday. Yeah. Right? So, like which I told my dad because my dad hasn't been there yet, but we're gonna have to go back there at some point, him and I, for a trip. So I'm like, we're definitely gonna make sure we're there so we can see that because that's like one of the few Don't like on Hall of Fame or museums of like a sport that we haven't seen. My dad and I have been to all the Hall of Fames at this point, and even like the Hall of Fame for golf. Uh, my dad, like, who's not a huge hockey guy, but we went to the Stanley, uh, the NHL Hall of Fame in Toronto together, and we spent like four, four and a half hours there. And I think for half of it, my dad and I lost each other and went down different eras because there's like the Olympic stuff, and then there's the NHL stuff. Like, it's everything there, and it's it's amazing. So it'd be cool to just like be able to go to the Negro League Museum and and check out the history of the teams and the sports. And I mean, there's even talk about if they expand, maybe going to Nashville that there's a whole group called. Nashville Stars, which was a Negro League team back there that they'd like to kind of re bring back as a new team name and in. rebrand, and I think it would be awesome.
1: Perfect. Let's talk about Stars. Country Stars, right? That's where the Country Stars are born it's in Nashville. It so. fits right in. Keep it going. Right, keep it going. I like it. I like it.
0: Which, Stars, man, that's what we're talking about. Colorado this weekend. Woo! that Colorado-Colorado State game was intense, and thankfully, like I said, I was sick all weekend and taking night cool and sleeping a lot, but I did wake up. Right before halftime, and saw the entire second half and the two overtimes. Wow,
1: what a game! Exactly what I watched. It's funny that you say that. Uh, R- Wifey, Laffy, Andrew, his girl, and John, Jonathan. We all went to BJ's.
0: Oh, Orange nice! The
1: and they had it on the TV. Obviously, they got freaking TV everywhere. So we had it on the on the TV. We were watching it, and that's about where we sat down. It was I think there was six minutes left in the second quarter. Oh, okay, so it was a great game. It was a great. Back and forth game, I think CSU surprised a lot of people. A lot of people. Yep. Because, well, the spread was 24 or, yeah, 24 and a half. So they were supposed to lose by 25. Instead, they lost by only eight in double overtime so great game it was super fun they barely barely won
0: yeah absolutely and you know I I don't know why I didn't realize until I started watching the game and I saw the conference patch on Colorado State I didn't realize they were in the Mountain (laughs) West which the Mountain West is San Diego State Fresno State like those are some decent football schools those aren't like you know sacramento state or san jose state level they're they're definitely a, a step up above that or so
1: alabama Southern, yeah West, exactly the alabama University. plays every year just to yeah beat
0: them 85 to nothing or whatever but like yeah it's just so it's it's, it's kind of nice to like when i'm watching the game i'm realizing like wow this is actually like some football players and some talent out there like this could be better than i thought and then i mean way exceeded my expectations in a game and you know what though colorado needed a test of some sort i know tcu was a test yeah. but that's their first game um and then you know they got comfortable they had a really good game against Nebraska at home last Nebraska. week but to Easy. to host this and I mean there were so many stars on the field dude I I think I saw Dwayne the Rock Johnson dude, was there out for to sure Little
1: Wayne Little Wayne was on the mic in front that of them. was the coolest
0: they talk about now play my theme music dang dude. Yes. <laughs>
1: But, hey, man, he puts on a show. That's good for them. Of course, when is it? Oh, just the very last year of the Pac-12's existence when they could have just saved it all if they just freaking could have found the TV Pac-12 network
0: could be the highest-rated TV sports network with Prime.
1: Colorado did come back, though. Come back late. Shador Sanders, really late drive, 98 yards, literally started on their own two. They had two minutes and six seconds left. And I believe they had one or two timeouts. These were Shador's – this was the entire play. There's a couple of runs in here for like three to four yards. Okay, let me run these down to you. Eleven-yard completion, eighteen-yard completion, incompletion, twenty-six-yard completion, six-yard completion, nine-yard completion that got called back for an illegal motion. Yeah, they had a. And couple then a forty-five-yard touchdown. So he went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He went six of seven for ninety-eight yards, basically. I'd say ninety because I think that was maybe three or four. Yeah. Uh, for the game time touchdown, completed obviously the two point conversion to tie it so that way they can actually force overtime. He basically later went on to say, I don't know if you heard this, he said, I was just thinking Brady mode. <laughs> and of course, yeah. Of course, the GOAT understood, you know, I, I yeah. get what he means by that, of course. You know, yeah. Tom Brady with the sure, sure. countless, <laughs> countless comebacks. But did you see that? Actually, Tom Brady responded.
0: No, what
1: yeah, so Tom Brady like, basically took a screenshot or something on Instagram or something like that, and he put it back. He put, quote, I just want to go Shador mode at some point in my life. <laughs> with one of the, like, laughy, smiley faces or whatever. That's <laughs> funny. So, hey, Brady's having fun in retirement playing Heck with him. Heck yeah. Himself. That's cool. That's, cool. that's awesome. Also, that's a great comparison. You got two minutes. You're down. You're supposed to be winning. You got to go the entire field. Yeah. Balls in your hands. Go.
0: And not and just get like, down to well, the Brady 30 will. for a field goal like Brady did field in all goal. the Super no. Bowls. <laughs> like, you need to get down there and get a hey, touchdown. Hey, hey,
1: hey, 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 I'm
0: not hey, saying hey, it's a bad hey, thing. I'm just saying it's harder to get a touchdown 98 than yeah. a field goal and going, you know, 68. 28 to
1: 3, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I agree. I agree. So I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that they that they basically did. Honestly, college State looked good. I'm kind of concerned. And I think they should be too. I don't know which – I don't know. Maybe we should throw some money on this. I don't know which way it's going to go. They're opening as 20-and-a-half-point underdogs at Oregon this week. At number 13 – I don't know what they were ranked. They were ranked 13. They, that may have changed.
0: Oregon's so. uh, pretty good, especially at home. They are a high-flying offense. And if Colorado struggled to slow down or – I mean, not slow down, sorry, score against Colorado State, if they can't score – 45 50 against Oregon, they're gonna have no chance. It's gonna be. I know Oregon played Portland State, so they're not to their caliber, but they did beat them like 81 to nothing. So, it was like almost 90, yeah. So, they can put up a lot of points and they are fast, and that's what they are all about getting up to the line, keep moving, let's go, let's go. And if Colorado's not ready for that, which. I mean, they're, playing, they're in the same conference, so they've had to play each other at least once or twice here in the last couple of years, having been in the Pac-12 together. But
1: but not with this team. No. Completely not, different coach, completely different players. Yeah.
0: So I, I just hope and, and think that Colorado's defense is going to have to be ready because if their offense is not able to put up 45, 50 points, then they're not going to have a chance
1: well they're unfortunately going to have to be ready without travis hunter because yeah. he's going to be out a couple weeks with that would you say it was like a bruised liver or
0: lacerated liver i believe is what it's
1: lacerated liver yeah I mean, that was a pretty hard hit which yeah i don't condone but i also don't condone i don't know if you heard about the death threats that the yeah that, that the cornerback and family extreme. are receiving because of the hit i get it was not a good hit the penalty was enough we don't need to uh kill anyone because of something that happened in a football game
0: no absolutely and it's funny you say that that like everybody should calm down and and it was a bad hit because even travis hunter in his little podcast that he does i believe with bleacher report talked about like you know i got hit man like he did what he had to do It's football like you got to get up you're gonna get hit sometimes and you know he wanted it he even said he wanted to stay out there but the doctors told him no and he you know said thankfully they talked me out of it because i was obviously more injured than i realized but well, when you're pumped like that, yeah, exactly. Up. Your adrenaline, sense. you don't care. But I mean, <laughs> if he went down hard, and it, I would say it was a late hit. Me, I wouldn't have been upset if they called a flag on it because of it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh, it was quick in the moment. Like maybe the guy couldn't see, as far as the ref is concerned, like couldn't see like where the ball was and thought he had maybe caught it or in his hands. so he's trying to knock him down and knock it away. But it was a little rough, and I mean, it only got worse when Kamara did that big hit on on Sanders later in the game and not got ejected ultimately for it.
1: True. To me, I think the hit on Travis Hunter was extra, but not dirty. Yeah,
0: exactly. I agree. That's that, how I would probably say it. That's what I'm saying. If they would have thrown a penalty, I would have understood, but they didn't. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. If they, if they didn't want to call, but I would have been okay and understand if they had called one at that moment in time, like for sure. Yeah, I agree too.
1: We do, though, uh, have another game that we've talked about. It wasn't too much going on in college football this week. This upcoming week, though, is going to be crazy. We'll detail a little bit more of that on our Friday episode because there's a lot of uh, ranked matchups this weekend. So it's going to be lit. But one of the ranked teams, Tennessee, actually lost to their SEC counterpart, went to Florida, down to the swamp, and could not get it done. They beat the brakes off them, and I saw a stat actually that says Tennessee hasn't won in Florida in 20 years. The Ooh. last time they did was September of
0: 2003. So, wow, that is uh, yeah, it's that's basically, not a good just chalk it up to a no. that which that means every what? other year that's 10 years I was, straight. That was gonna be my guess. They go there every other year, right? So, it's 10 straight visits that they haven't won yep. there. Oh.
1: Yeah, because they they alternate home sites. They play each other once a year, and they alternate home so sites.
0: So 20 years, that means that's five college like graduation classes that have come through there and have not won a game in Florida in their career. That oh, is, that's
1: so true. That's so funny. So right? basically, if you're a Florida student, you definitely want to go to the Tennessee home game <laughs> in your lifetime because that's a dub waiting to happen. <laughs> it was just crazy to see that that was that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a long time.
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean especially because they're in the conference and you play each other every year or every other like year at home one. You, yeah. Right. You would think one, every four or five visits, you'd probably sneak one. And it's not like Florida has never been a good team or a ranked team before. It's not like, this is the first time they're a, a quality right. team. They've been in, I mean, Tim Tebow back in the day, took them to two or exactly. three national title games. So
1: I'll be honest though. When I was looking through the games to try to figure out exactly where it was, cause I heard it had been a long time. So I went through the list of games to see exactly when, even when they're at home, they don't win a lot. <laughs> so Florida kind of just has – they have won more for sure. They have won a lot more recently than 20 years ago. But there's there was more because it was the Florida Gators website. There was more green dots than red dots in that row. That's for sure. So <laughs> that's I think awesome. Overall, they basically uh, you know kind of have their number. Last one, though, was I saw this picture, which is <laughs> – Uh, It's so irritating. It's prideful, but it's irritating. Another Pac-12 school (laughs) knocking the crap out of somebody else, going to Michigan State. In the second quarter, no, early, late in the second quarter, basically, or maybe it was the third early in the third quarter. I think they were up like 41 to nothing. They is in Washington. And it looked like there was like a lacrosse game at the Michigan (laughs) State Stadium. Like there, the entire student section, which is like a Quarter of the stadium was so sporadic, it looked like maybe me and you were just playing catch on the field. Like nobody was there. It was crazy. And again, another Pac 12 school just doing it when it's all over.
0: Hey, man, those college students in that student section drank all morning and got all pumped up and ready. And then their team got their ass whooped and they're like, yeah. All right, we're going to go party at somebody else's house. Let's uh, go to the <laughs> frat house, frat row. We're this out of sucks. here. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> no.
1: Let's just get start getting drunk right now.
0: Yeah, we've already been doing it. We can't drink anymore at the game. We're not allowed because we're all underage. So let's go back to somewhere else. As long
1: right. as we're 21, Corey, we don't promote underage. I didn't
0: say age. I'm promoting anything. I'm just remembering what we did in college and people under 21. I definitely went back to the dorms and wherever.
1: <laughs> I only
0: drank. Yeah, for sure. That's what your ID is. Good thing said. that's not... Uh,
1: uh, question that we have we're gonna bring back our
0: wheel yes! spill spin that wheel
1: we're gonna have a couple questions we're gonna keep it back we're gonna do something personal again we didn't have anything that we wanted to read really the ask questions about yet it's too early in football season basketball season's a little bit too far away and there's not many question marks right now besides wild card positioning I guess in baseball so we're going to do a personal version of the wheel of questions. What are we doing? Two each, you said? Or...
0: Yeah, let's do two each. We have eight questions. We'll each do two spins. So we'll do half the questions.
1: Okay. Sounds perfect. Let's uh, kick it off. How about, uh, let's see, heads or tails? Pick a number one through 10. Six. Okay. Nope. Too far away. <laughs> it was one. Okay. All right. I'll go first.
0: Let's do it. Spinning. If you were
1: close with, if you were in two, I was going to have you go.
0: By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, you can check out our new uh, Crest logo there in the middle of our wheel. Nice addition, man. I like it. Thank you. You made it. No, God, but yes, I, I didn't know you were going to put it in the wheel until right now.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, man. We got to keep it going. Heck Follow yeah. us on the socials and everything. We'd love to chat.
0: at Over right, right, the My F-TV. first
1: question. My first question. Oh, yes.
0: Boom, boom, boom. What three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Ooh. Ooh.
1: Okay, I'm assuming that, like, a cell phone is not.
0: Yeah, probably not, because then you can just call someone for help.
1: A satellite satellite phone or something like that. Well, a cell phone probably wouldn't have any service, but, yeah, like, a satellite phone or anything. So I have to stay on the deserted island. I would bring matches.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: (laughs) I would bring a pot. So, okay. I could like boil water and all stuff right, so that way I can like clean it or cook stuff. And rope. Oh,
0: that's a good one, too. Okay.
1: Yeah. Try to, a, a couple things, obviously. We could make stuff with rope. Yep. And, uh, tie stuff together. All sorts of stuff. Catch yeah, That's stuff. smart.
0: Okay. For real survival okay. skills right there, man. Good thinking. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> all right. right. Your turn. Spin it up for me, man.
1: Your question is aside from necessities food uh you know water etc what one thing could you not go a day without Oh,
0: one day without probably um a tv i would think or at least a monitor of some sort to watch something on because i always like to watch movies or tv shows or a game so just something i could watch one of that on it could be the same movie like I watch The Office literally every day over and over. So if I had just the <laughs> Office DVDs on one TV, I could watch that forever. I just have to have that every day. I cannot go without it. Okay. All right. Nice. I'm, a, I'm a film major, man. I watch a lot of movies and stuff. I like I can't. it. I'm with you. <laughs> Got to have it.
1: You. All right. My second and last question.
0: Oh, just made it on there. What's the most interesting thing you can see out of your office or kitchen window? hmm
1: that's okay i have one for each then because i think i have an interesting one for both i can see an empty lot and a nice like forest view from my kitchen window if i look left or right there's houses but right across (laughs) from me it looks like there's absolutely nothing so i like that perfect from my work window i actually see raging waters (laughs) i see all the little slides and the little loops and stuff yeah
0: Oh, man. I, That's what I see. Man, that takes me back. I have been there in forever. <laughs> I remember going a lot as a kid. That's All pretty right. fun. What is my second yeah, and final second question?
1: Last question. Aha. Uh-huh. Give me two pet peeves.
0: Ooh, pet peeves. Okay, uh, being late because I am always... I'm one of those people that if you're on time, you're late. Like, I'm always, like, 10 minutes early to everything. Even to work, they're like, oh, you're here early, of course. What else is new? Don't know how um, we're friends. So. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of being <laughs> late myself. Everybody else, you do your thing. But me, I am not going to be late for sure. Uh, second pet peeve. hmm, Probably just, like, man, I really don't know. Second pet peeve. I guess thinking you know it all and not being open to, like, discussion or topic. My favorite thing back in the dorms and college and stuff was, you know, we had you were there all the time even though you didn't go to that school. Uh, There was six of us living in that dorm, and between you and Zach and everybody else that would come over, like, at night we would all just sit down and, like, talk about things and go over stuff and discuss about whatever. So, yeah, so, like, I feel like not being –
1: close-minded yeah 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 just
0: like be that. open to the discussions and if you're not like a, like it's not that a bad there are introverts and extroverts i get it not everybody no, is that's like not that what you're,
1: you're not saying don't be you're just saying yeah but no i'm right you don't know what you're talking about like that yeah just
0: is. be open to the discussion like we used to have all kinds of weird discussions over all kinds of topics in the dorm because you know there was we came from all over different parts of the state i even had one roommate john you remember the fencer who was from colorado yep. like we've had people from all over in different types and like to go over topics and not like get angry and ever have like a yelling match about it was always like my favorite thing. So to not be open to discussion or like always thinking you're right is like kind of annoying, which is not a bad thing. I mean, well, that's a good, I, that's, a I good like that's a good thing for me to not like it. Cause I just can't put up with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good.
1: Well, okay. Well enough about us.
0: Another successful enough wheel though. Us. I like the wheel of questions. I do like the wheel, man.
1: Actually pretty cool. It's cooler than I thought. Even when we do a little bit more personal questions, it's not like, to you personally. yeah no, kind of I'm, not, I'm not
0: asking for your social on the, on the wheel but calm down <laughs> one two three
1: <laughs> imagine oh my gosh okay well moving moving on back to sports back to one of uh my actual my favorite segment honestly i don't know if it's just the song that it is or what but i got five on it five on it
0: five.
1: All right, well, let us check out what we have five on. We are going to review uh, what we did last week. (sighs) So close. we are one shy again, my uh, friend. It's not like we're terrible. We're just much wrong you know lions what lions could not take care of business at home
0: the worst part was or i guess the best part is is you text me yesterday at one point like yo we might go oh and five this week in our picks and then i was like oh that sucks and then last night we go knock on. you're like oh yeah we went four and one okay <laughs> well, we didn't do that bad <laughs> because, dude,
1: the giants obviously you saw and heard that they were trailing the cardinals like crazy and i was just like dude is this a, a are we are we as good as the cowboys yeah right yeah uh <laughs> And then the Niners, like you said, were keeping it so close with the freaking yeah. Rams. And then I had already seen that Detroit lost, so I was just like, dude, we just got cooked, man. It's not <laughs> a <really> big deal. <laughs> then luckily, two came back, but again, it wasn't didn't mean anything. Obviously, the Saints didn't mean anything tonight, and the Dolphins didn't mean anything on Sunday night because, of course, the Lions blew it midday. So,
0: Yep. Ugh. Eh, you know oh, what? Hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully we hit the next one because now that we're going to do it with the spreads included. Switch it up a little bit. Now we can do that, make a little more money, and I feel good about this week's picks. I hope so. We did pick some
1: crazy ones, but let's review what we've got. Shout out to Art. Thank you for helping us place these because gambling's not legal in California, <laughs> so we don't do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we of course have not.
1: spreads, spreads this week. No money lines, all spreads. Let me cover the first three. You cover the last two and the prize. How about that? Sounds good. Niners right now, we locked in. Minus 10 and a half hosting those Giants without Saquon. As we discussed in our preseason episodes, they needed Saquon. Go check those out. And they don't have him. They don't have anything. He was basically the guy who helped lead that comeback. He did work, I know, because he was on the opponent of my wife's. (laughs) Also helped her lose. Thank you, and thank you, Joe Burrow. So we're going to take the Niners to cover. We just think that they – and they're at home so duh they've won they beat the breaks off of uh, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh and then they okay they didn't win by a lot but they the Rams are a lot better team yeah absolutely and they were on the road playing all the time we have the Cowboys speaking of those Cowboys taking on the Cardinals speaking of those Cardinals but <laughs> we definitely have the Cowboys covering they've won by 40. And they've won by 20. So we have them covering in Arizona at 12. And if it's a 12 even, then we push and we are good to go. So we'll take that too. Last on mine, we have Eagles minus five and a half in Tampa. Yes, we know Tampa's doing well. We get it. But we do think that the we just basically think the Eagles win by a touchdown, which covers that spread. So that's yep. what we're rolling with for that.
0: That's all we need. And then the last couple games we picked on was the uh, Jaguars as an eight and a half point favorite hosting the Texans. We just felt like after last week, the way the Jaguars played against the Chiefs, that they're going to bounce back and come out. And having the Texans come in who are not very good in a division opponent, you know very well. Hopefully that bodes well for Trevor Lawrence and the offense to go off and easily win this game by like 10 points or more, which will cover our spread. That's what I was thinking, 10. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then the last game we went with was the Dolphins as a a 6.5-point favorite hosting the Broncos. The Broncos' offense the first week against the Raiders looks horrendous. And then this week... It was much better. They scored a lot of points, but then they blew the game on defense with the commanders just coming back and the Hail Mary thing. So I think that the Dolphins – well, we think. I'm sorry. that The Dolphins are much better at home as it is anyway, and Tua and the offense has just looked high power crazy, and and the Bronco defense is decent, but if their offense can't do anything, then the the Dolphins are going to run away with this game. So a a 6.5 spread we think is not too bad. So we put down – You know what I just noticed? What did you notice?
1: The game's at 10 a.m., which is 1 p.m., which is the perfect time for that, that home field advantage of the yeah, sun. Yeah,
0: you're right. So
1: Broncos are going to be roasting on the sideline, while the Dolphins are going to be nice and cool. Yeah, wasn't
0: those. it like 40 degrees difference based on the shade or not shade side or something like that? Maybe,
1: yeah, When and, and right now we're at the hottest part of the season. It doesn't get any hotter in December in yeah. Miami. It's, it's still nice weather. Don't get me wrong. It's Florida, so I'm sure it's nice, but it's not – not as hot as it is right now. So yeah. Well, when I looked, it was hot. So, well, yeah, hot, so hot is what help. we,
0: hot is what we want because we want the Dolphins to win by a lot, which means our five dollars spread that we, our pot that we each put into ten dollars gets us a two hundred fifty one dollar win. So, we need these five spreads to get covered this week. We don't necessarily care about winning if the spread is covered. That's all we worry about. But we did pick some big spreads, so I guess we need them all to win.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we all actually, yeah, we all picked favorites, so def- <laughs> definitely need them too. Uh, but again, we're freaking so close right now. We're one. We've only gotten out of the ten picks, we've gotten two wrong. So yeah. Hopefully, we're not short on this one, but we're trying to do this so that way. You guys can follow and make some money with us. That's the that is definitely the plan. Yeah. Well, we part of that plan
0: goes is if we win this week, then that pays for the whole rest of the year of our spread picks. So that's the bonus. Yes. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen, my friend. Well, uh, our last—I love this segment, man. Our last feature of the day, of course, because it's Monday, is we're going to go into MILF Monday. So let's go ahead and get that started. I cannot believe a fine woman like this produced a guy like Stiff. Dude, I took some MILF. What the hell is that? M I L F.
1: Man, I love facts. <gasps> yeah, hey guys. No. You got
0: milf monday milf monday all right like yeah. we always do every monday what we have got for a, me we got a nice fact for you and, and this one's not Dude, gonna be football thanks. related i've decided to go hockey since uh preseason does start this week i know i got my okay, first okay. ducks preseason game to work on uh, next sunday coming up so uh to get us in the hockey thought process here uh, i went back and again a former duck is involved in this although he was on the winnipeg jets with this fact uh Solani, aka the Finnish flash as we know him uh, set the record for uh, rookie goals scored in his first season. And I don't think this is ever going to get touched because this is back in 1992-93 he did this, and the game has changed and way different this day and age. So he scored 76 goals in his first season, which is astronomical, and that's amazing. To set that record on top of it is already great. But then he also had 56 assists in the same year and set the rookie record for total points in a season at 132. So damn pretty good year and like i said this is 30 years ago and the game was played obviously a much fa- uh, different pace and style back then but to score 76 goals in two seasons is great let alone in one as a rookie
1: there's only 82 games he's scoring every game basically yeah, essentially almost That's nuts. (laughs) Uh, once you told me this fact though, yesterday, I was really shocked. I kind of wanted to put some context on it. So I have a couple notes for everybody to just show you, give you the scale of really what that means. Okay. 76 goals as a rookie. Okay. I went back and look at Alex Ovechkin's career as a whole, the most goals he has ever scored in a season in any of his, whether it's rookie or his highest point, whatever his peak was 65 Dude. so he was 11 shy of the rookie team move, okay let me I, that means I was like okay well if it has passed or then I have to keep going up well there's only <laughs> really like one or two up from him and so I just went to the great one okay Wayne Gretzky has surpassed this number twice but only twice he did it once he got 92 goals whoa yes goals not points 92 <laughs> goals in one season and 87 goals in another wow. um for a little bit more context, just so we can kind of bring it to today's game, because obviously both of those names, well, besides Ovechkin, are are in the past. I went back over the past 10 years of the last decade. I took the league leader and added them up and averaged it. The average league lead over the past decade is only 51 goals. Dude. So, yeah, to your point, that's 25 shy, and those are the best ones in the, in the game, not rookies.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, teams' line is different, and... As you saw if you're watching on YouTube on our screen there when we started talking about the topic, the picture is of Timu Solani with his famous celebration of his goal back in the day when he was uh, during the season where he would take one glove off, throw it up in the air, and use his stick as a gun essentially and fake like he was firing and shooting it in the air as it landed on the ice. It's one of the greatest goal celebrations that's ever happened. And the fact that he did that as a rookie, like that's some ballsy stuff right there well super
1: accurate right he just sounds <laughs> like i'm a sniper buddy. yeah What's exactly up? yeah
0: he was good man well, that's even what he was. to his early years in winnipeg and then obviously once he was a duck i worked there when they won the cup in 2007 uh so to see him win the cup it kind of gave me the same vibe as ovechkin when he finally won one it was one of those those guys you just root for all the time you really like them and they're really good but just never was able to get to the final moment and timu was crying i know when i watched ovechkin win i'm not necessarily a capitals fan i just like ovechkin and me and my roommate at the time, Wes, we were both like hockey guys, and we were watching him like cry. Watching, them. I mean, I was getting caught up. Like, dude, I'm so happy that he finally got one because you just you feel for those guys who play for so long and never get the opportunity to actually raise the cup. Yeah, Sidney Crosby wouldn't know what that's like. Yeah, he's got three. I know. We don't talk about it. But... <laughs> not, a not a big deal, but yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: But that was a good one. That was actually a really cool stat. That's a lot, dude. Right? it's a lot of goals. Like I said, as a rookie cool on top
0: and coming from another country, from Finland to here, into a mm-hmm. new country and a new league and just dominating from the start. That's awesome. Man, I love facts. <laughs> I love facts. Well, remember. But that was a good episode. What number is that? 18? Uh, this is number 18 for us today. Yeah, 18. Getting up there. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like, when we first started this, we were just kind of figuring out what we're doing, and now we kind of have at least an idea of what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of getting a flow to it.
1: Yeah, trying to create segments and stuff. Hoping you guys are liking that. We're, We're always trying to come up with new ideas, like this little mini uh, rundown we have for uh, Monday episodes, so we can kind of give you a quick, quick NFL review. Yeah, uh, definitely. Leave us like a comment down below if you that. like it, if you don't like it, what you want to change about it, and or your comments about how the teams are doing. We'd love to chat with you there too. Yeah,
0: and remember to find all these uh, episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the last I think eight or nine episodes we've now had on YouTube as well. So just search uh, our view from the bench.
1: And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at our view ftb. Dude, but, and that, How's your week uh, going?
0: Uh this week is looking not too bad. I got i I'm off Tuesday, Thursday again this week because I got to work the weekend. Um, more weekend? Yeah, concert and game this weekend. So it's the beginning of uh, my busiest time of year. Once October hits, oh I think. game. Like- yeah, preseason, preseason game. Oh preseason. Yeah, yeah. Real games don't start till October fifteenth, but we do have three preseason games here. Oh, okay. At the end of the month, and then one October 5th, I think. So, like I said, gotcha. I think October and November, there's 13 games or events in each month. So it's going to be, Oof. yeah. <laughs> if Easy. we miss a Friday episode, we might have to do one on a Saturday, but we will do our best to keep our two days a week up for sure. Yes, definitely. So, how's your weekend, look, or how's your week looking? I'm sorry.
1: Normal, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. I know that my dad's birthday is coming up. Uh, I had my stepdad's birthday yesterday. Dad's birthday's on Sunday, so I'll be hanging out with him. I think he's coming up this week, so that'd be cool. Probably just hang out with him a little bit and work, swim, gym, Work, swim, gym. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I think, like I said, this week I just got the work stuff, and I think B and I are hanging out tomorrow. I think, yeah, day night's tomorrow night for us. So, But yeah, other than that, man, just chilling this week, getting ready for the weekend because I got a concert and a game to get ready for. And Like I said, October's right around the corner. It's only going to get crazier.
1: It's the best time of the year for sports, baby. I'm glad y'all are here for it. But anyways, thank y'all for seeing things from our feed from the bench. I'm Brendan.
0: And I'm Corey. And like we always say, enjoy the sports until we talk again.
1: Peace. This was a Sycamore 4th Studios production.